Let's introduce Brett, Brett Curry. So Brett's the CEO for OMG Commerce, an e-commerce marketing agency, Google premier partner. Brett started his first marketing agency in 2003 and launched his first search engine marketing campaign in 2004. Brett is the author of The Ultimate Guide to Google Shopping, published by Shopify. He's also the host of the e-commerce evolution podcast. Let's give a warm round of applause to Brett. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you. How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e-commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e-commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging YouTube. So, I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google Smart Marketer and Two Minute Crash Course, and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale with YouTube. We talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. What's up, what's up? Really excited to be here. It is the last session for day two. And I ask you, how many of you, how many of you, does your brain hurt? Does your brain hurt right now? Anybody? Okay. Uh, quite a few. Quite a few of you say that which is good. That means uh, the conference is delivering. So my goal is I want to make it hurt just a little bit more, uh, but hopefully in a really good way, hopefully in a very practical, useful, money-making way. Uh, so I really want to give you some things you can take back, start testing, start using for your organization or for your business, and uh, hopefully we'll have some fun in the way. Also, so uh, stoked about this topic. This is my favorite. So I'm a marketing junkie. Anybody here just in general? I know not, not just social media, but, but a marketing junkie. Like you just, you like the stuff, you read the stuff, you read marketing books on vacation, weird stuff like that. Uh, so I've always loved marketing. Uh, but right now my favorite topic is YouTube ads. Big part of what my agency does. Uh, but YouTube ads, very effective right now. There's definitely some nuances that we'll get into as we go. And so excited to dive in. Now, uh, just so I can understand uh, where you guys are coming from a little bit better, and I'll tailor this a little bit as we go, uh, how many of you are, are running YouTube ads right now, and specifically the pre-roll video ads? Okay, so just, just a few, uh, not a huge percentage. My rough guess is like 20%, something like that. Um, and then also, so I understand kind of what industry you guys are in. I, we primarily work with e-commerce companies. So a lot of the examples you'll see are e-commerce, just because that's what I work in day in and day out. But this will apply even if you're not in e-commerce. So the, the audience targeting we're going to talk about and the campaign structure and the bidding type and all of that stuff, it's going to apply uh, regardless of what industry you're in. But how many of you guys are, are e-commerce, just so I know how to tailor those examples? Okay, not a whole lot. So it means everybody else is doing other things. So like I said, this will apply either way. Uh, a couple quick things, and Jessica covered most of this, but we are in the uh, top 2% 
of Google Premier Partners, uh, and that's based on volume of ads managed. For our size agency, we're one of the top spenders on YouTube ads. So, and I only share that because I'm not just sharing theories or ideas. Like this is what we do day in and day out, and we spend a lot of money on YouTube. And so, this is all based on on data and our experience and, and what we're doing uh, right now. And then I think the rest of that was all was all covered. So let's talk YouTube for a minute. The most impressive stat on this slide, in my opinion, uh, is the one on the right there. Uh, the amount of time people spend on YouTube. So average session duration right now, 40 minutes. 40 minutes is a long time. If you look at, and I'm not a Facebook expert, but if you look at time spent on Facebook, uh, this trumps that. Basically, in all the studies that I've seen, that 40-minute session duration is larger than on Facebook. Now, what's also interesting is the percentage of usage for YouTube amongst different age groups. So essentially, you can guess that, hey, your customer, your prospect, they're watching YouTube, right? So 18 to 24, that demo, uh, 96% are actively engaged on YouTube. All the way up to that, that older demo, even 75 plus, with 51% being active on YouTube. And we have some clients, we have one skincare client that I'll share some examples from in a minute that targets older females, so largely 50-plus. And YouTube is a, a great source of leads and, and sales for that. So uh, these are the top three social platforms in terms of growth for Gen Z and millennials. And if you notice, Facebook is not on that list. And just quick disclaimer, love Facebook, long-live Facebook. It's awesome for marketers. But I think we have to also look at trends and, and what's going on. And so if you look at Gen Z and millennials, YouTube is the fastest growing. So for Gen Z, 59% growth in terms of usage on YouTube. So YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, those are the three fastest growing for those younger generations. Now, I know a, a thing or two about those generations, not necessarily from study, but I've got kind of my own little marketing test group. Um, and so at the risk of showing up as crazy, that, uh, look, this clear is really sensitive. Um, I was at an event in Las Vegas, and you had to like slam the thing about 10 times before it clicked. Uh, but regardless, that is my family. And so don't know if you're counting there or not, but uh, my wife and I have eight kids. Count them, eight. It's a true story. So we always wanted a big family, and then we just totally overachieved. And I get asked all kinds of questions, very inappropriate questions too, as you can imagine. But I'm not Amish. Uh, I, may, I may look Amish, but I'm not. And uh, we do know how it happens and all these other things. But uh, what's interesting about this crew is that they all watch YouTube. So, well, as much as we allow it, we just, you have to kind of limit those things. But the, uh, the 11-year-old and the 8-year-old, they love watching life hack videos. They love watching cupcake-making videos. Oh, and also, I don't know if you pay attention, but uh, two boys, so the oldest is a boy, youngest is a boy, six girls in between. So I got a lot of weddings to pay for. whole lot. Keeps me very motivated. But, uh, you know, life hack videos, how to cook videos. I found my son, he's, he's almost 17, 16 and a half. This has been about a year ago or so. Researching how to pick up girls, like how to, how to ask out girls. I'm like, hey, talk to your dad about that. And he's like, dad, seriously. Like, you know, so for whatever reason, guys don't think that's cool to ask dad for uh, dating advice, but I understand. So, but the point is, 
They're using YouTube, right? Actively engaging with YouTube. And what's really interesting about YouTube usage is when you go to YouTube, you usually, you're going for a reason, right? You're going there to learn something, to research something, to buy something. You're going there for a reason, right? A lot of times when I go to Facebook, it's because I'm mentally checking out, right? That's, that's the new version of surfing and unplugging, which is great, right? There's lots of opportunities there. Usually when you go to YouTube, it's for a purpose. Maybe you're going to watch music videos, and so that's kind of background stuff. But otherwise, you're probably going to engage with something. And so you're, you're there on a bit of a mission. Some other cool stats. Three plus hours per day that teens, uh, seven out of ten teens, teens spend that much time a day watching mobile video. 78% of adults watch TV with another device in hand. And uh, eight seconds average human attention span, which that will come into play later as we talk about good YouTube creative and how to make good ads that we're going to reference that uh, at that point. What's really interesting is that uh, the, the amount of time people spend watching which products to buy videos on YouTube doubled in the last year. So people go to YouTube to research products, right? Research products, research services, research diets, um, I remember my wife and I were talking about the keto diet, tried it for just a quick minute, but uh, researched it on YouTube, right? So what is keto? How does keto work? You know, will this kill me? Uh, turns out it made my wife really angry. That's a side, that's a side point. Uh, but, but anyway, researching what's going on with a product or with a new thing that I'm interested in, I'll go to YouTube to check that out. 70% of shoppers say they're willing to learn directly from a brand on YouTube about a product that they're interested in buying. So people very open to marketing messages on YouTube. And so we'll talk about how to do that as we go. We do quite a bit in the, in the automotive industry, but if you, start, if you search for best car wax, you get all kinds of videos that pop up, some ads, some organic. Uh, they have a lot of views as well. And then this has always been something that surprises me because I don't really use YouTube personally to research products, but a lot of people do. If you start typing in like the latest iPhone, Galaxy phone, whatever. Uh, some of the top results in the, in the search suggests are, are unboxing videos, review videos, demo videos. Like People want to see that stuff. Um, I never really understood the appeal of an unboxing video, but they are super, super popular. right? And so I'm thinking about buying. I'm kind of comparing phones. I'm going to watch them being unboxed and decide what it is that I'm going to buy. Uh, this is something also interesting that we've seen. There's been an increase in the last couple of years of searches for the best whatever. So the best and then fill in the blank on product or service. And, and even for some products that used to be low consideration set, so like pillows as an example, so best travel pillow, searches for that term have grown 300% in, in recent years. So more people doing their research before buying a product, and doing that on YouTube, which is really interesting. Now, uh, we talk a lot about funnels. So we used to call ourselves a full funnel agency, right? Because we talk about, hey, how do we get people in the kind of awareness stage of shopping and the evaluation stage and then purchase stage? But there's been some new research that's come out, and I want to dig into it a little bit, that doesn't disprove the funnel idea, but it shows that it's a bit oversimplified. It's a little bit too simplistic. I think it's still relevant, and we'll kind of reference back to it. Uh, but now the, the funnel looks a little more like that, where it widens and then narrows and then widens 
as someone goes through their process of looking at what they're going to buy. Again, what service, what travel destination, what product they're going to buy. And so Google did a really fascinating study, and I encourage you to, to look at it and to uh, check it out. Uh, anybody look at Think with Google? Anybody pay attention to that, that site, Think with Google? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, you got to pay attention, subscribe to it, or just go look at these studies. But uh, obviously, Google knows everything about you. They know everything about me. They follow our behavior, right? They know where we visit and what we do and all those things. So they did a study of actual shoppers, and they paid attention to what they did prior to making a purchase. It was randomized, so like the names that they're using here are not uh, uh, the, the real names of the person, but their activities are real. So this was a real person. I'm going to break down a couple of these for you. So this is Jill, 25 years old, wanting to buy hypoallergenic makeup. So her process, her process began with search, then it moved to, to YouTube, and then back to two separate search sessions, and then finally she went to a local Ulta Beauty store and purchased. And so what's interesting is that before she made the purchase, 125 touch points. 125 touch points prior to making a purchase. Anybody here feel like that seems high? Like, I don't make that many touch points. Mainly dudes. Uh, I'll second that. I don't think I'd use that many touch points, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, but so the way this search process worked is she would look for best hypoallergenic makeup, and then she would maybe see an ingredient and think, oh, I need to learn about that ingredient, or I need to find something with or without that ingredient, whatever the case may be. Then she watched some YouTube videos, and then went back to search and kept going. So guys, you're all raising your hand on that's too many touch points. Here is uh, a dude right here. So here is Justin, 19, buying headphones, a total of 375 touch points prior to buying the headphones. Now, maybe Justin is just enjoying the process, right? He's entertained by the process. And we all probably have our thing, right? Maybe for you, it's shoes. Maybe, maybe it's, it's bags. Maybe it's something where you just, you like to, you like to look, right? You like to research. I'm maybe not going to buy the new iPhone, but I'm going to check it out. I'm going to read it and stuff like that. So maybe part of this was just Justin having fun. But regardless, 375 touch points, four YouTube videos in the process prior to making a purchase. And he actually purchased online, which was interesting. So uh, I show all this to show a couple of things. One, if we go back to that, that stat that those searches for the best fill-in-the-blank are all on the rise. What I think that says to us as marketers, as business owners, as, as entrepreneurs, is that people are open, right? They weren't, those weren't, aren't people going looking for a specific brand, but looking for, hey, show me the best whatever. Mom and dad may have used this type of toothpaste or whatever, but show me the best toothpaste for tooth whiting. I'm, I'm open. I'm open to your suggestions. I'm open to being educated. I'm open to being influenced to buy something new. And so I think there's never been a better time to be a marketer than now because there's a lot of people that are, that are open to trying our brands and our services and our, our angle of doing. We're going to talk specifically about TrueView in-stream ads specifically. So these are the, the ads that pop up before the video you came to YouTube to watch. Now, how many of you, when those ads pop up, you either quietly or out loud curse at YouTube. Anybody? You get really frustrated. Like, ah, YouTube, hate you. What's wrong with you? And you're waiting to skip. But, but, has it ever happened where you're just, you're waiting, you got, you got your arm cocked and loaded, and then something in the video catches you and you end up watching it? 
That's happened. Yeah, admit it. And thank you for being honest. Yes, it happens. Uh, not always, but it does happen. Something in the video resonates and you watch the whole thing. So this is in-stream ads. That's mainly what we're going we're to be talking about today. There's also what's called discovery ads. You've probably seen them too. That's where you're watching a video and then below it, there are ads listed kind of in the results, like in the recommended or, or related videos. Those are discovery ads. Those are a little bit different. Those you're only charged for if someone clicks on it. We'll get into the details on in-stream ads in a minute because that's what we're going to focus on primarily. So in-stream ads, the skip button appears after five seconds, and users have to watch at least 30 seconds of the video or the whole video if it's less than 30 seconds, or they have to click on the ad or the advertiser does not pay. So if someone watches your video for 15 out of the 30 seconds and then they hit skip, you don't pay for that view. If they watch 28 seconds of the 30-second video and they hit skip, you don't pay for that either. But if they click through to your site or if they do watch, then, then you do pay. And you pay what's called a cost per view, and we'll break that all down in a little bit. So no click, no view, no charge. Different than Facebook. Facebook is actually charging by impressions. They do show how many views you get, and they measure a view at three uh, seconds, I believe it is now, but you're actually paying for the impression. With YouTube, you're only paying for the view. You're not paying for the impression. So interesting and, and beneficial little nuance there. So let's talk about how do you fill up your funnel? How do you get a full funnel? So whether you're e-commerce, whether you're a travel company, a service company, nonprofit, whatever, how do you fill up your funnel using YouTube ads? I believe you actually should start at the bottom of the funnel. So I think the more fun stuff to talk about, potentially, is the top of the funnel. And how do we just blow it up, go for scale, go big? And we're going to talk about that for sure. But in my opinion, you can't really go big unless the bottom of the funnel is in good shape. Does that make sense? So when we'll talk about kind of the, the details here. So really want to look at next level remarketing. So how many of you guys are here are running remarketing in, in some capacity? Great. Should be all of you, unless you can't. But if you can run remarketing, you should be. But I want to talk about some next level stuff where it's not just all visitors running an ad to them until they buy or get super annoyed. It's how do we think strategically about this? How do we segment our users and our visitors into different segments and then target them with a relevant message? So here's what we like to do. Uh, the first campaigns that I would recommend you create would be a cart abandoner or a funnel abandoner sequence, right? So if you're selling, if you're e-commerce, then we want to find people who got really close to purchase, so they added to cart, and then they abandoned, for whatever reason. So maybe in, in my house, my wife may have added a cart, and then three or four kids get into a fight. She has to leave and go break that up, and then maybe she forgets. Maybe she forgets to come back and purchase. Or uh, maybe you've got a service-based business or another kind of business, and you get someone into your funnel. And, and who here, by, by show of hands, uses ClickFunnels or another funnel service? Just purely curious. Okay. So they get into your funnel. They start working their way through, clicking, and they're, they're filling stuff out, and they're interested. And then they bail for whatever reason, right? So starting by building these audiences, cart abandoners, funnel abandoners, and hitting them first. And so what we can do is we can build an audience with these people either using Google Analytics or using Google Ads and then show them ads on YouTube. Run them the pre-roll, skippable ads on YouTube. Extremely effective for these audiences. So let's talk a little bit more 
about how to break this down. So if we look at, anybody know what, what percentage of shoppers abandon cart? So this is a, an e-commerce stat. Yeah. 70%. So that is actually smack dab in the middle of average, so, uh, which is fine. So 60 to 80% of all people that add to cart abandon. Now, so, so you may see that stat 70% think, man, we're garbage. Like, this is not good. We got to get better. But actually, that, that's, that's average. And if you think about it, you may add to cart as you're shopping, and you didn't really plan to buy right then anyway, right? You wanted to add to cart to check shipping or check something or save it for later or whatever. Or you started in the funnel process just to see, like just to get a question answered. You weren't really planning on checking out or planning on completing sign-up or completing purchase. And so seven, 60 to 80% is the average cart abandonment rate. So what if, what if we could convert another 10 to 15% of those? What if we could capture another 10 to 15% of those? Well, uh, we can which is a good thing. But also, if we do that, then we can be more aggressive at the top of the funnel, right? So now if we know that for all the people that come through our site and through our funnel, if we're closing 10% more than we were before, we can be a little more aggressive as we feed people into the top of that. Does that make sense? Okay, so here's how this would look. I recommend you build your audiences based on timeframes. So again, this could either be for someone getting, you know, hitting your funnel or hitting an information page for whatever it is that you sell or getting to your cart. So we like to break it down into seven day, 14 day, 30 day, and then potentially longer. So maybe you've got a long sales cycle for whatever it is you sell. Maybe it's 90 days, 180 days. Build out longer audiences. But the idea here is that, and you do want to exclude anybody that's completed the funnel, but the idea is that recency equals higher intent. Right? So if someone is closer to when they abandon your funnel, if they're closer to when they abandon your cart, they're more likely to buy right now than they will be in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. You should still target them, but they're more likely to buy the closer they are to that, that action. So here's a, a quick snapshot of, uh, this is a, a skincare company, Boom by Cindy Joseph. Good buddy of mine, Ezra Firestone, owns the company. We run all their Google ads, and he does not mind me sharing these stats. So these are two campaigns broken down by time frame. So that top one is the visited cart 15-day audience. I just, I'm just showing the 15 and, and 30-day right now. But just to kind of give you an idea. So that 15-day campaign, the cost per conversion is half of the other. It just shows that the, the closer you are to that action, the more likely they are to, to actually buy. So it's $3.95, which is an amazing cost per conversion in that industry. And again, it's remarketing, so it should be pretty good. Versus $6.61 for the 30-day audience. Return on ad spend, um, or sorry, uh, view-through conversions, $3.50 to, to $2.20. So that, that more recent audience, you got to push it. You got to go hard after it because they're, they're likely kind of the, you got to strike while the iron is hot concept. So more likely to convert then. This is another campaign that I absolutely love. How many of you guys offer multiple services, multiple products, right? multiple angles? Right? We all should, right? Usually dangerous to offer just one thing. So building out campaigns of people who have purchased one service or one product and not something complementary, right? Easy to build those audiences in Google Analytics or Google Ads, but someone who's bought one product but not something that's complementary. And then promoting it on Google Display Network and on YouTube. So really combining those two gives you the best impact. But we're going to talk more about YouTube. So someone who maybe bought a guitar, but not a guitar case. 
someone who bought eye serum but not facial mask. We do, uh, we have a client in the kitchen space, so they bought a cutting board but not a knife set. So now we're showing them ads for what they did not purchase. We know they're a good buyer. We know they've bought from us before. We know they probably know our name and hopefully they like what they bought before. Now we're showing them a complimentary product. So this, this has worked very well. So for, this again, these are stats for the skincare company, Boom by Cindy Joseph. I share this because a lot of people don't want their stats revealed, and Ezra's cool with it, so that's why I share this. But here's, here's how this works. So uh, bought X, not Y. So basically, they, um, they have multiple skin moisturizers and kind of makeup replacement and things like that. But for this particular campaign, $8.46 cost per conversion, 665% return on ad spend. Pretty powerful campaign right there. Another campaign, which is great, is, is reorder campaigns. So if you've got a product or a service where it makes sense for someone to use that multiple times, consider a reorder campaign. We've been talking to, we work with some consumable companies like skincare and, and related things where getting someone to subscribe is a goal, right? But, but maybe they can make a one-off purchase here or there before they subscribe. So regardless, we want to build reorder campaigns, either get them to buy the same product again or maybe to get, in, uh, get into our subscription service. So uh, when should someone reorder your product again? Think about that. What, what should that reorder cycle look like? When should someone consider buying your product again? And then if you could target them just before that time period and show them an engaging ad with a good offer, there's going to be a lot of them that's likely, that are likely to, to purchase at that time. So let's say someone has to reorder or someone should reorder your product every 60 days then our recommendation would be to build a 45-day audience and a 60-day audience, and then target the 60-day audience but exclude the 45-day audience. So basically, what you're doing there is you're getting someone in that window, in that window between 45 days and between 60 days when they should reorder. Maybe make it between 30 and 60. It's up to you. But looking at when should someone be considering buying again, ordering again, and hit them with a message right at that time. Should be running email campaigns and stuff too, but this is a way to complement that with YouTube ads. All right, step number two, filling up the funnel, driving brand lift. So this is something that we, we do want to measure, we do want to think about. I come from the, the offline marketing world, so I started in radio and TV and stuff like that. And I remember I was in radio sales, and our sales manager was like, hey, we're just, we're just telling people we're getting their name out there, Right? This is all about awareness. Just sell them on the awareness, kid. And uh, I did, so that's what I did. I did what I was told. But uh, that's a really fuzzy thing, right? Get, just, let's just get your name out there. Um, so this is more than that. This is looking at specific measurable ways that we can show our ads to people and then cause them to look for us, search for us later. So brand lift, what are we talking about specifically? Um, going back to the funnel and looking at that, I believe YouTube is best at both the top and the bottom of the funnel. So top of the funnel being awareness, hitting cold traffic, people that have never heard of you before. It's also great at remarketing, which is what we just looked at. It's okay for middle of the funnel, but it's really best at those kind of top and bottom. Looking at, at what often happens. So if someone sees a YouTube video, most people are not going to click on that ad and take action right away. Some will. We'll talk about some numbers on, on that in a minute. But there'll be a lot of people that watch a video, they engage with it, it resonates with them, they like it, but they don't take action right away. Later, though, they do go back to Google and they search 
based on something they saw in the video, and then, and then later they convert. So this is for a client of ours, automotive space. This is their branded search campaign. So I think we all know what that is, but this is search ads on Google where we're just bidding on their name. Now, our philosophy is we want to, we want to max that out. We want our search impression share for, for branded keywords to be near 100%, close as we can get. So this particular client, that's when we started running YouTube ads. So they went from about five, high five to 600 brand searches a day to within a few weeks, they were at 2,400, 2,400 searches per day for their name. It's almost a 4x increase in people looking for their brand, right? So that, that's measurable. That's not just getting your name out there. That's driving interest. That's driving active people who are looking for you and wanting your product or service. Here's another example. This is actually looking at, at Google Trends. So who here watches uh, Google Trends and specifically watches your brand name on Google Trends? You should totally do that. See how interest in your brand name grows over time. Check it out on Google Trends. It's, it's free to do right there. So that's another client. Uh, this one uh, more than doubled their search volume. And this was a pretty popular brand. Uh, this was for uh, silicone wedding rings. And so their search volume doubled after running ads, which is pretty, pretty powerful. Now, going back to the, the skincare example, one thing we found is, you know, we run, we run these videos to a lot of people and we target females, largely 50 plus, because that's, that's the audience there. And there's a lot of people that watch those videos. Something about the story connects with them and they like it, but then they forget the name, right? You've probably done that before too, right? Watch the video, something about it was cool, couldn't remember the name. And so what we found is, and this is a recommendation for everybody running YouTube, is take your video viewers. So just like you can build an audience in Facebook of people that engage with your videos, you can build an audience in Google Ads as well of people that have viewed a video. And so what that means is then they've, they've viewed the video to the billable point. So that 30-second spot or the whole video, whatever the, the length of the video might be. So build an audience of people that have viewed the video, and now you can target those people with search and shopping ads. So what we've seen with this particular brand is we'll run shopping campaigns, so Google shopping ads or product listing ads, just to people who've viewed a video. And what's interesting is we watch the keywords, and some of the keywords are not related to the brand at all, right? So they've seen the video, they watched the video, something about it connected with them, but then they're typing in makeup for older women or skincare for older women. It's something about the video they liked, but they couldn't remember what it was. So this is another way to kind of shore up the bottom of funnel, making sure that, hey, if somebody saw our ad and now, so now they could go back and search for us by name, we got that covered with our branded search campaign. But if not, if they can't remember, then we're being aggressive with search, shopping, whatever else makes sense for your business, and using that viewed video campaign. Does that make sense? So leveraging that viewed video audience to connect with people on Google Shop. All right, so now let's get into the fun stuff, because I know this is really what you probably care the most about, and that's how do we scale with YouTube, right? How do we reach a lot of people? How do we blow our business up, really get our product out there and get people buying it? So how do we profitably scale with YouTube? So the first thing is you do have to have the right video, right? So I talked a little bit about Google search, Google shopping. Building those ads is relatively easy, right? Writing a search ad, you can do that in like five minutes. Shopping is built on a feed and some other technical stuff, but it's pretty easy too. Not a lot of creativity involved there. 
So getting the right video, though, is critical. Uh, my agency, we don't actually do the creative work, so we don't shoot videos or direct videos. Got a pretty good eye for it, though. We've, we've done this long enough now, and we know what videos are likely to work and which videos are not likely to work. So we mainly just coach and advise and give feedback. But I do want to share some examples, and we've kind of created some, some templates or some formulas where we say, hey, build, it, build an ad kind of like this, where you follow this process. And it's pretty likely that that will have a shot at working. So I want to break down some videos uh, because in a skippable world, which it absolutely is, and where we all ra- almost everybody raised their hand that they're cursing out loud or internally about the ads that pop up, but we could, be, we could be persuaded to stick around and watch if you're good, but you have to be really, really good. And that, those first five seconds are absolutely critical. So let's talk about a couple of examples. I think Daniel Harmon was speaking at this conference so the Harmon Brothers, in my opinion, I think the Harmon Brothers are still one of the best at creating funny, engaging videos that have some sales power, right? So I used to think I wanted to be a copywriter, did some copywriting courses, learned the art of persuasion with copy, and they use a ton of sales techniques, but they're also really funny in the process as they do it. So everybody's seen the Squatty Potty videos? So we call this type of video the manifesto. So the manifesto video kind of goes something like this. You're doing it wrong. Or every product before us has failed you, right? Everything you've ever tried is wrong. It all sucks. But our product is revolution, right? The product, this product will change your life. It's totally different. And here's why. And then we show the science and the things behind it. And here's why it's awesome. And, and you know, if you're going to talk about taking care of business, then you may want to use a unicorn that's pooping ice cream. It's much cuter, much less gross. But anyway, so this, this video absolutely worked. Another Harmon Brothers classic. So this is Purple Mattress with Goldilocks. And this is where, do you guys remember, what, what, is the, what is the famous test that they run in this video? The egg test. Absolutely. A lot of you, a lot of you chimed in with that pretty quickly. So the, the egg test. So they drop this sheet of glass on top of raw eggs onto the mattress, which is what everyone does with their mattress before they, they buy it, right? But it's one of those things where they invented this test it was brilliant. They're the only mattress that passes the test. But it was a dramatic way of saying all other mattresses are failing you. They're failing you. They're, they don't address your, your pressure points. But this mattress does. And they go into the science, and, and Goldilocks is cute and kind of snarky, and it's really a fun video to watch. Right? So it's, it's a revolution. This product is a revolution. That's what this video says. This is a client of ours, Coop Home Goods. They sell a pillow. And so they sell a pillow that's, that's memory foam. But it's not just regular memory foam, it's shredded memory foam, and it's washable. And so in this video, they talk about how, hey, we, we all know memory foams, that's, that's the type of pillow to buy. But did you know that after you use that pillow for six months, the weight increases by 20% your sweat? Right? And you're like, oh, it's gross, it's terrible. So anyway, like you need to wash your pillow because your pillow's nasty. So this, this is the pillow that you can use. Uh, kind of vacillates a little bit, but usually it's a top-rated pillow on, on Amazon uh, as well. <laughs> So it's a revolution. It's a manifesto. Next video template. This is an easy one to create, super powerful. This is a video for Boom, the skincare company I was talking a lot about. So it's called the testimonial sandwich. So you open with a real testimonial, an actual testimonial from a customer. In the middle, you have a demonstration. So you're demonstrating the product or the service and how it works and walking through that in a very compelling, engaging way. And then you're closing with a testimonial and a call to action easy to put together. I recommend 
that instead of, so don't ever give someone who's not an actor a script. It will not work. So the way we recommend doing this, and I've even got some questions I can email you if, you if you'd like. We've got a series of questions that we ask people for ever doing this, just to get someone to open up. So you shoot, you shoot video, and then you chop it up and get the, the pieces that really are powerful and capture the sales message, and you put that in something like this. I won't talk too much about this for time, but then you've got really just the very straightforward pitchman demo, right? So this is like the sham wow, New Jersey boardwalk, whatever. Just I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in your face. I'm going to tell you all. I'm going to wow you with this product. Anybody seen this commercial, Flex Seal? Right. So it's got the like the problem solution open, right? It's kind of cheesy footage. Shows a leaky roof, and he says it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to fix this roof, you know. And then he goes into some examples and. It also starts with like this over-the-top demonstration where he sprays this stuff on the bottom of his truck. I don't know if you saw that. And he drives the truck into the water and it floats. So he's got like this really over-the-top example where you say, man, if it'll do that, it'll do, it'll do anything, right? And so then it shows practical use cases. You can also use it to seal your gutters and seal your pots and stuff like that. Um, and, and then it kind of wraps up with a, but wait, there's more clothes, kind of like the, the Ginsu knives back in the day, and, and then gets people to purchase. So you can be very straightforward as well. This is not super creative, but it kind of follows a formula of pitching the product and making you want to buy. Those formulas will work whether you're selling a product or a service. Okay, next thing, got to talk to the right people. So even if your message is fantastic and it's powerful, if you, you know, deliver it to the wrong person, it's not going to matter. People are not going to buy. They're not going to click. They're not going to sign up. They're not going to come to your event. So you got to target the right audience. I want to talk about a few of my favorite audiences to target with YouTube ads. First is custom intent audiences. So this is where we talked about before. Google knows everything about you. They know everything, they know everything you're doing. They know the sites you're visiting. They know what you're buying, all that stuff. So this is an audience type where you can take someone's search behavior and build an audience around that, and then target them on YouTube. So I mentioned before, I don't really research products on YouTube. Not really what I do there. But right, I search on Google all day. Right? I'm looking for products, looking for all kinds of stuff on, on Google all the time. So you can build audiences around people that are searching for products, searching for solutions, searching about problems, asking how-to questions, whatever. You can build audiences around people based on their Google search behavior, and then target them the next time they're on YouTube. It's an awesome audience to target. So someone searching for a vehicle, right? Lunch near me, best mattress, whatever. You can target them on. Another awesome audience to consider is a custom affinity audience. So we get asked a lot, hey, can we retarget our competitors, visitors, right? And, and the short answer is yes, only if your competitors allow you to pixel their site, right? Which not going to happen. It's uh, a quick side note. We also run Amazon ads. So with Amazon, you actually can target your competitors. They're a product called Amazon DSP. You can build an audience of similar product viewers. So it's actually people that have viewed your competitors' products and did not buy. You can run display ads to them. It's kind of crazy. But uh, with Google, you can get close. You get pretty close. So you can give Google a list of URLs. And typically, you're looking at like five-ish Five to ten. Google's going to build an audience of people that look like those who visit those sites. And included in that list is probably some people that actually do visit those sites. So we do for all our clients. 
We'll build audiences, take their top competitors, top five competitors, drop them into a custom affinity audience, and now we've got a group of people that are like those who visit our competitors. We can target them with YouTube ads. Okay. Uh, next thing, this is going to be the last step that we'll, we'll go through, and then we may or may not have time for questions, probably not. Um, so how do we structure our campaigns? How do we bid? What does this look like in YouTube? So really there are three main campaign types to run for these pre-roll in-stream videos. There's standard TrueView, TrueView for shopping, TrueView for action. So I'll break these down. Uh, standard TrueView, you're bidding on a cost per view. So it's not based on impressions. You're bidding on a cost per view like we talked about before. Uh, with this, there's just a basic companion banner I'll show you on the next slide. And really, what Google's trying to do here, this is similar to what Facebook does if you're running an, an impression-based campaign. Google's just trying to get views. So I think Google kind of skews towards, hey, we know these people don't skip ads. Show them this, right? They're, just, they're, trying, to get, they're trying to load you up on views. This is kind of what it looks like. This is actually a great video for Fiverr, and they play on the video, play on the movie, Say Anything, which is really great. But uh, up in the upper right, that's the companion banner. It's not very big. There's a couple places you can link to on the, the video there, but, but they're not very prominent. So that's a standard TrueView ad. It's okay, but not my preference for top of funnel. Then there's TrueView for shopping. So this is, again, a cost per view bidding structure. But instead of a companion banner, it has Google Shopping ads or product listing ads uh, next to it. So here is a, a, an ad for companies selling uh, Pixel cases, and so you see their product listing ads or shopping ads right next to it. On a mobile device, those product listing ads show below it, and then if you click on that shop button, then all of the products kind of expand and they're, and they're underneath. But the main one I want to talk about, and we'll talk about it quickly, is TrueView for action. And so this is where you can bid on a target CPA basis. So you're still actually paying for views, but you can give Google your conversion goal. So you can say, I'm willing to pay $30, $40, $50, whatever the case may be, for a conversion. And that conversion is based on the action that you give Google. So it could be a purchase. It could be a sign-up for an event. It could be whatever, whatever you want to make that conversion action. But now you're telling Google, give me as many conversions as possible if, it, if you can get them at $30 or less or, or whatever your, your target is. Uh, the cool thing is there are very strong calls to action on this. It looks kind of like this. So a strong call to action on the, the right and on the lower left on a, on a mobile device. Even after you s skip the ad, the call to action button remains. That's for a Leviathan suit, like an outdoor product. It remains underneath the video. There's an end screen uh, as well. And so uh, we're seeing some really good results with these ads. In fact, we've got clients that have gone from zero to $100,000 a month plus in profitable spend. So hitting their CPA target with this structure uh, because they've got all those things right. Right video, right audiences. They're bidding in a way that makes sense. And so that, that bidding type that's using Google's smart bidder, where Google kind of knows how you buy and how you shop. And so they do a really good job of trying to funnel in buyers to view your video. So uh, that, that is our, our favorite structure to use for top of funnel YouTube is TrueView for action and bidding on a target CPA. It's super, super powerful. So again, kind of as a, as a wrap up to fill up the funnel, I do recommend start with remarketing. Start with that next level remarketing because at the bottom of the funnel is, is strong and stable. You can be way more aggressive at the top of the funnel. 
consider your brand lift and then scale profit YouTube using uh, YouTube for action. Uh, so any questions? I think we're, we're, are we completely out of time? Uh, we've got about two minutes for questions. Awesome. We've got so some microphones in the middle here. Yeah. Question, then I'll stick around as well. I don't have anything for a while, so. Uh, I'm a, um, Amazon ads, can you tell us a little bit more about them? Yes, uh, let's talk after though, because everybody's probably interested in YouTube, but I'll hang out. Let's definitely talk Amazon ads, I love all right, let's do a round of applause for Brett. Thank you. Awesome work. So informative. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.